Welcome to the Way of Oneness. Hi everyone, I'm Christopher Kakuyo Sensei, and I'm a Sensei of the Salt Lake Buddhist Fellowship. We are an independent, transsectarian, all-inclusive American Sangha in the Mahayana tradition. The Way of Oneness podcast is a collection of our Dharma talks, delivered at our Salt Lake City Fellowship. For today's Sangha. Dharma talk, I want to first ask a question talk. and then I want to share a story. Now for the question, and I want you to think about it for a few moments before you answer. So the question is, what are you still carrying? What are you holding on to? Now, before you settle on an answer, I want to share a story with you. And a few of you may have heard this before, and every time I hear it, it resonates more and more with me. So here it is. Two traveling monks reach a river where they meet a young woman. Wary of the current, she asks if they could carry her across. One of the monks hesitates, but the other quickly picks her up onto his shoulders, transports her across the water, and puts her down on the other bank. She thanks him with a gusho and departs. The two monks continue on their journey. The younger monk broods and is preoccupied with what happened, and finally unable to hold his silence, he speaks out. Brother, our spiritual training teaches us to avoid any contact with women, but you picked that one up on your shoulders and carried her. Brother, the second monk replies, I set her down on the other side. Why are you still carrying her? Okay, so now I want to ask you that question again. What are you still carrying? What have you still not put down? What do you think is going on with this young monk? What is he worried about? And what is the older monk teaching the younger monk? Now, think in your own life. Which are you? The young monk or the old monk? Many of us are like the young monk, carrying something with us long after it's over. One of the heaviest burdens we can carry is the burden of the past, either for something that was done to us or done by us. And I've talked about this before, how we are constantly time-traveling from the past to the future and rarely present in the flow of now. Many of us fix ourselves firmly in the past, many times because of our present suffering. Alternately, our dissatisfaction with the flow of the present, or an unwillingness to change in the present, places us continually in the future, where everything is controllable and the outcomes can be as expected. As Kiyome Kubose-sensei has taught, quote, Many people get attached to the past or to the future and neglect the important present. We must live the best now with full responsibility. We understand this, though many of us do nothing about it. I think that is why Kiyome Sensei ends his teaching with the idea of living the now with full responsibility. What does it mean to live with full responsibility? I think it means that we live in the flow of now with the ability to simply respond to whatever arises instead of being bound to reactivity and continual story-making of how it should be different. It 
it's important to realize that in the flow of now, the past and the future already exist. The myriad of causes and conditions of our life wave have brought us to this moment with one another. All of it brought us here. What a blessing our past has been, our karma has been. For me, that is the meaning of the opening prayer in the Zen tradition. Quote, the teachings are incomparably profound and exquisite, is rarely met with even in hundreds and thousands and millions of lifetimes. We are now permitted to see it, to listen to it, to accept and to hold it. May we truly understand the meaning of the Buddha's words. End quote. For many of us, hearing and learning the teachings of the Buddha have transformed our lives. How great it is that we found it. How grateful we are for all the things that have brought us to this point. Our karma. Our lives in their entirety. The painful and the joyful. The good and the bad. The laughter and the tears. The injustices and disappointments have all brought us here together like kind teachers, to show us the way. Sometimes it's hard to see this, and we demonstrate our ignorance when we try to go back and fix the past, or put off what needs to be done today, because we can always do that tomorrow. The problem with that is we think we have time, but we don't. Last Sunday... I shared the story about how I was attached to my suffering at the end of a relationship, and how I chose to return to it time and time again as if to prove that the love I felt for the woman was real, that I hadn't been some fool, some imaginative love. I found this following passage after I had shared that last Sunday, and I think it relates to today's topic, and I want to share it with you. It's from Shumalit Wadowski. Uh, and it goes as, as this. Some people experience an extreme type of mourning in which they have convinced themselves that moving forward is a betrayal of the person they lost and of themselves as a responsible person. That is, they think that moving forward equals giving up on the person they lost and giving up on being able to have done it better. So they stick to the past and feel they are being true to something. Unfortunately, such a situation cannot bring back the person that was lost. It can only stop the mourner from moving forward. Fear of being happy is part of the process. The idea that if they felt true joy, they would prove they have moved on, and that would prove that the loss is completed. In this passage, he's talking about the loss of a loved one through death, but I also think it applies in a lesser but no less real loss due to divorce or separation. This is one of the ways that many of us get caught in the past. Last Sunday, we talked about dukkha, the pain caused by the second arrow and the stories we tell about our pain and dissatisfaction. There is no greater source of storing than the stories we tell of our past. How many of you would say that you get stuck in the past? I did and still do at times. I once spent night and day in a carnival I created out of my past. 
There were scary-ass roller coasters, Thor's hammers, and endless halls of mirrors. And there were clowns. Good God, there were clowns everywhere. With names like King of Disappointment, the great gesture of what should have been, and the scariest was a clown of much injustice, his lingering laugh. <sighs> everything I did, everything was shadowed by this. During the day I went to work, school, hung out with friends, but once I was alone, I hurried back to my carnival, trying to figure my way out. Ironic isn't how I would run back in to find my way out. My first wife and I had a good life for a time, but we were different. I spent a lot of time in the past trying to figure out my wounds. Linnea and I call it dig and burn, baby. My ex tried, but it only made her life more painful. Her path was different. But back then, I thought it was the right way, that my way was the right way. It is not. It was just one of many. I thought if I could figure out why I was so screwed up, why my parents hurt me or were so selfish, and if I could figure out what went wrong, then I could correct it, and I would be happy. And none of it would never happen again. I would never be abandoned. You laugh. I know, but that's what I thought. That with enough understanding of the past, I could secure a painless future. What I learned is that there's so little you can really figure out. How can we know the motivations, thoughts, fear, and karma of others? In the end, memory is just another form of story, and stories are not facts, and the past is not fixable. I can't change what I did. I can't change who hurt me or who I hurt. And there really isn't anything to figure out that isn't present in the flow of now. My biggest reason for visiting the past was to find the answer to the chant-like question that echoed in my heart and head. Why me? Why me? Why me is ultimately an unknowable question. Maybe it's the first koan we are ever given. In my own experience, wrestling with that question caused me to spend so much time in the past that I missed much of what was in front of me. And maybe what I learned from that koan was that the flow of now carried me along regardless and I discovered that when I got stuck in the past, that I became nothing more than a spectator looking backwards. Our lives are so much more than that. At the heart of every living thing is its innate suchness, an inherent beingness that can only be found in the flow of now. Ultimately, everything else is either awake or illusion. I want to be clear, I'm not saying that we can't learn from the past. We can, and it can be an important teacher. But when it becomes our only teacher, that is fraught with difficulties. Getting stuck in our stories, getting lost in them, is too easy. It's important for each of us to be fully aware of the limitations of the past. 
I really appreciate this passage from Ajahn Brahm in his book, Kindfulness. Brahm is a Theravada Buddhist teacher and a monk. And the first time I read this, I was a little resistant because it challenged my worldview. But here it is. Some people think if they contemplate the past, they can somehow learn from it and solve their problems. But when we gaze at the past, we invariably look through a distorted lens. Whatever we think it was like, in truth, it was not quite like that at all. This is why people argue over what happened even a few moments ago. When we just see how unreliable our memory is, we will not overvalue the past. When we sit down to meditation, do not linger at the past. Do not keep carrying around coffins full of dead moments. If you do, you weigh yourself down with heavy burdens that do not really belong to you. When you let go of the past, you will be free in the present moment. End quote. I think the important point that he's making is that we do not overvalue the past. What does that mean to you? And I also like the image of carrying around small coffins on our shoulders, and it gives a whole new meaning about having a little baggage from our childhood. Here's something from the Pali Canon. It's from the Badeka Karata Sutta. The Buddha teaches, quote, what is past is left behind. The future is yet unreached. Whatever quality is present, you clearly see right there, right there. Or in other words, the past is already gone. The future is not yet here. There is only one moment for you to live, and that is in the present moment. I want you just to observe your mind. And this is a challenge I gave you a few Sundays ago, and I want to give it to you again. Observe how many times your mind travels from the past to the future. You can quickly label it past or future. That's it. It will astound you how much time you spend going back and forth. I also want you to observe when you get stuck in one or the other. One way you can tell is when you start spending a lot of time in the past that can be when you start feeling down, depressed, lose energy, or feel anxious about the present moment or the future. I appreciate this quote from an unknown author. Quote, If you live in fear of the future because of what happened in your past, you will end up losing what you have in the present. End quote. If you live in fear of the future because of what happened in your past, you will end up losing what you have in the present. There is another form of time travel where you get stuck in nostalgia of the past when life was good, and we tend to lose our vigor for the present when we do that. The past is only alive in now as the energy that brought us to where we are. When we spend all of our time looking backward, we put up camp in the past where we hang out in dark cemeteries or in memory movie houses talking to ghosts. Living in the past is a heavy burden that can keep us stuck. We want to be carried by the flow of life but are afraid to let go and it's exhausting because when we get stuck in the past, we are resisting the flow of life. 
We are standing in the middle of the stream, trying to walk against the current of time. No matter how hard you try, the flow of now, the flow of life is pushing you along with it. Let go. Let the flow carry you. Be free of the past. The Buddha taught that all his teachings were about freedom, liberation. Do you want to be free? How many times have I chose not to be free? Again from Ajahn Brahm, he writes, It's amazing how free you can be if you don't limit yourself to the past. Our lives can only be fully lived in the flow of now because that is reality as it is, the dynamic, ever-changing, unrepeatable flow of each of our lives. It is the everyday miracle that we can tap into if we can only allow ourselves. To truly be free is our practice. I love this from Thich Nhat Hanh. Tay writes, Letting go gives us freedom. And freedom is the only condition for happiness. If in our hearts we still cling to anything, anger, anxiety, or possessions, we cannot be free. And this quote, quote, To live in the present moment is a miracle. The miracle is not to walk on water. The miracle is to walk on the green earth in the present moment, to appreciate the peace and beauty that are available now. Let us all let go of the past and return fully to the present, to the flow of now. Let us unbind our hearts so that we can fly. I want to close today's Dharma talk with a poem by Mary Oliver, titled To Live in This World. To live in this world, you must be able to do three things. To love what is mortal, to hold it against your bones knowing your own life depends on it. And when the time comes, let it go. Let it go. Namu Amida Butsu. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The Way of Oneness is produced by the Salt Lake City Buddhist Fellowship an all-inclusive, trans-sectarian American Sangha in the spirit of Bright Dawn Way of Oneness Buddhism. To learn more about the fellowship, please contact us at saltlakebuddhist.org. Our website will give information about meetings and other services that we provide the community. Again, thank you for listening.